Hey, my name is Elisa Kay, and I'm here to teach you how to rise above the noise and say yes to owning an unforgettable, impact-making business. On this podcast, you'll learn how to harness the power of your unique story and use magnetic marketing tools so that you can confidently own your place in your industry. Get ready to transform your marketing to reach more people and finally feel authentically you online. It's time to grow your business with purpose. This is the Own Your Message podcast. Welcome back to the podcast. And today we're going to be talking to you about messaging, where it all started and where, you know, I will die on this hill of messaging is the number one thing that you and any business owner needs to work on to make more money, uh, to create more goodwill and to have more impact. Messaging is at the core of every single business and it is the most underutilized skill and underutilized tool to actually help you create more money and more impact in the world. So let's talk about how to craft a message that grows your audience on autopilot. Dun, dun, dun. I know, sexy title for a sexy episode. So let's get into it. So what is an actual message and why is it important for your business? To me, a message is what you become known for. A message is what your company and what you as an individual stand for and stand against. A message is the the feeling, the 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 outcome that you want your people to experience. It's all of these things and more. I think, you know, to be able to summarize a message in, in one sentence, I wouldn't do it justice. A message is the way that you communicate and the way that you you leave your clients feeling every single time. It is so much more than just a statement or a, a word on a piece of paper. Your message is, to me, part of your brand DNA. It is what makes you that unforgettable maven that you are. And I think that's why so many people struggle with messaging and so many people struggle with finding their unique factor because how can you distill the magic that's within you, you know? And that is a skill set that not everyone has and something that I took for granted as, you know, an expert for a really, really long time. So your message, of course, is very, very important because it's how people identify who you are and what you do. It's how people remember you and remember what you stand for. I think that identifying what the problems that you can solve for people are and understanding their needs first and foremost helps you discover your actual true message. So when most people start their businesses, nine times out of 10, they don't actually know what their message is. They don't know what it is that they stand for. They just know that they can provide a solution or solve a problem. And in fact, most newer business owners, I will always say to them, figure out what it is that you can help people with and then build on top of that. A lot of the time, people will have emotional business whiplash where let's say that they are like, okay, I've been doing this very, very type A thing for a really long time and now I'm going to completely and utterly burn everything to the ground, do something completely different. To me, that usually is a messaging problem. It means that they don't know what their business stands for and it means that they don't know how how they want their customers being left feeling, you know? So for us, one of our core messages or one of our core um, 
desires in this business is to help people rewrite their stories. At the end of the day, there are all of these invisible things that hold us back as entrepreneurs. And all of our programs might be around business and marketing and creating more revenue and creating more customers and creating more impact. But at the end of the day, at the heart of that, it's what's the story that you're telling yourself and how are you owning you know, your message? How are you owning who you are and your unforgettable factor? So for me, it's really, really important that whatever it is the product is, whatever it is that we are delivering for our clients, the end result always helps people rewrite their story, rewrite their relationship with this thing that they're trying to fix, this problem that they're trying to solve. And I think that when you start to look at your messaging as that, as the outcome of the problems that you're solving, as the shift in identity that people experience, it becomes a little bit easier to start to think about, okay, well, what does my business actually stand for? It's why I hate it when people talk about freedom. And that's why I hate it when people are like wishy-washy in their messaging. Because usually that wishy-washiness transcends into the problems that they're trying to solve. So the problem isn't that people don't feel freedom, right? The problem is a lot more specific than that. But the message that you might be delivering might be around freedom. So I wish I had a whiteboard. I feel like whenever I'm talking about messaging, I want to like crack out my markers and crack out my pieces of paper and like give you all of the frameworks in the world. But the reason I'm passionate about this topic so much is because messaging on 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 a broader spectrum can be broad, right? The message for our business might be broader, but the products and the offers that we're creating are very, very specific and tangible and understandable and consumable and therefore are buyable by our clients. Whereas what most people do is they create messaging for their products that is very, very vague and very, very ungrounded. Therefore, the problems don't feel like they're solvable and don't feel immediate enough for our customers to say yes to. It's why a lot of like mindset and coaches who talk about freedom remain hidden and remain unknown because the messaging is wishy-washy and their solutions are wishy-washy as a result. Whereas what I want you to to think about is where is my message wishy-washy and where is it permeating the messaging of my offers? Because your offer messaging is go- needs to be very, very specific and needs to be very, very tangible. But the message that you might be delivering through that offer is that freedom is possible, as an example, right? So it, there are levels to messaging and it's like a layer cake. It's not like a, a one-size-fits-all solution. So if we want to define what a message is and why it's important to your business, then we would start with, you know, a message is what you become known for. And it's important to your business because it builds your brand and your goodwill and it builds your brand recognition. And the more recognizable you are, the less hidden you are, the more visible you become, right? So we want to start to identify what are those things that make me unique and different And what can I dominate in this industry as the go-to person for? I want you to ask yourself, what am I the best in the world at? What am I the best in the world at? What am I the best in the world at? That is one of the key questions to help you identify what is it that you actually can help people with and what is monetizable and what is important for you to deliver right? We want to be able to offer people solutions to problems we've already solved, things that you're already in the best in the world at. 
there are some things that I'm not the best in the world at. Therefore, I don't monetize them. I work on those things in my private life, you know? And I want you to take that same approach. What is it that you're the best in the world at? And how can you start to create products, services, trainings, content around those specific things? Your message, a lot of the time, will come organically from those things. I think it's a fallacy to say that you need to have a message from day one. Your message will emerge and you can start with one thing and it can evolve into this next level of whatever it is that you're doing, you know? Um, And I think a lot of the time, it's again a fallacy that you need to have all of your, all of your plans and all of your grand, you know, overarching messaging strategy firm. A lot of the time is trial and error. It's you, lots of people stumble into whatever it is that they're supposed to be doing. The main thing is to not hold yourself back from trying. The main thing is not holding yourself back from actually implementing those things and to, you know, to hark on on the follow through thing that we talked about last week, it's following through on the things that you think are are important, and then looking and assessing. Okay, this worked. This didn't work. This is what I actually think I'm trying to communicate, and and evolving it as your business grows. It's why you know looking at your strategy and looking at your your marketing every quarter and every month and every week is really really important, in my opinion. You know, so for me, crafting. Um, a message is very much a different beast to crafting an offer message. Your business strategy and your business message is very, very different to your offer message because your business message might be vague and it might be, you know, empowering and it might be, I want to help women rewrite their stories, right? Like this is very, very vague. But your offer message might be very, very specific. For example, one of the ways that we help people rewrite their stories is we help them build a consistent writing habit. So the offer message for the mavens is come and have fun with us every single week while building that consistency and creating content every single week. So it's understanding how does my brand message connect to every offer and it's filtering that through, right? If there is an offer that I have an idea for that doesn't fit into the brand message, it's immediately parked in a car park where, you know, we might go back to it, we might, you know, talk it through as to why I think it's important or whatever. But usually if it doesn't align with the brand messaging strategy, it's not going on our offer or roster list, right? So for you, thinking about how can you start to not only identify your ideal audience and understand their needs and pain points, because out of that will come your true offer messaging, right? But it's also understanding how to craft an offer message that resonates with your audience and makes them want to follow you. It's what's in your what's in it for them, what's in it for your audience to be following you and listening to your advice and your expertise. And again, that links back to what are you the best in the world at, right? I'm the best in the world at creating content. I can take an idea or thought, create a whole framework outline, create a whole content system from that one specific thought. There is no one else in the world that can do it in the way that I do it. And therefore, that's what we teach, right? And I think that 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 understanding and that clarity of I find that really, really easy. And that was the catch 22 for me was that I didn't realize that I could monetize something that was easy. I thought I always had to do it, the thing that was hard, right? And I think so many of us fall into that trap. We think, how can I make this the most complicated, most complex thing? And a lot of the times it doesn't have to be that. You can do the things that you find easy and it can be that easy, you know? Which I know sounds a little bit silly, but 
it's something that took me so, so long to realize that my powers lay in helping people do the things that I find really, really easy. And it can, it doesn't have to be that hard and it doesn't have to be that complicated. So in terms of creating offers and crafting a message, it's ask yourself, what am I the best in the world at? And what is it that I find easy that people are like, how did you do that? That was really, really, that was really fast. What, what was that magic, you know? Pay attention to those specific things and then flip them. Think about why would someone find it difficult? A lot of the time, I don't understand why clients find it difficult to create content consistently because I find it easy. But I flip that in my mind with the analogy of the gym because to me, going to the gym every single day is hard, right? And I can see where those two things overlay. And for you, it might be thinking about, okay, I find being really organized or creating a, a CRM system in my business really, really easy. But I know for a fact that, you know, I find it difficult to write content every day, right? So it's flipping those two things and putting yourself in your client's shoes from a different perspective versus being like, I have found CRMs really difficult all my life. I finally bought a course that made sense to me. So let me resell the information in the course. That's the wrong way of creating products. That's the wrong way of creating a business because ultimately you'll not want to teach on those CRMs forever and ever, you know? So it's about creating a strategy for consistent messaging across all platforms and channels using the things that you find easy, using the things that you can talk about till the cows turn blue, you know? And one of the things that I really like to filter these days when we're talking about our business plans, it's, oh, do I have an endless amount of content that I can create on this topic or do I not? And if the answer is I do not, then it's probably not something that I find so easy, you know? And for you, that might be a different thing. It might be, you know, if we're taking that strategy example, it might be, can I systemize this thing? And if the answer is no, then probably that's not the right thing for you to focus on. Insert at your will, you know? I think the other thing that I'm not necessarily talking about here, it's that to be consistent across all your messaging is really, 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 really important. You have to understand that all your messaging needs to work like a symphony, right? So if you imagine that all of your different platforms and all of your different um, systems and strategies work together to create this beautiful piece of music, one of the ways to start to automate your marketing and automate your messaging is to have consistency throughout all of the things that you're delivering. So creating your messaging and, and delivering it on autopilot requires you to not only know what your message is, how you're communicating that, but also requires you to actually know what are the platforms and what are the, the systems and strategies that you're using to communicate those messages. And, you know, this this goes deeper into audience journeys and understanding your funnels and understanding your systems and where your growth is at different levels. But the thing that I want you to take away from this is that you have to be consistent on all platforms and channels. So if you're talking about, let's say for in our business, if we're talking about funnels on Instagram today, on the podcast, we're talking about planning your quarter. And on the face inside of the Facebook group, I'm talking about creating a um, tripwire, right? Those might be vaguely related between the three of them, but they're three really core different topics that don't really make a lot of sense, right? That's a puzzle piece that I'm scattering over here and over there and over there, which means that the messaging isn't working like a symphony. It sort of sounds like an offbeat 
tune. And we don't want our messaging and marketing to be offbeat. We want it to be a beautiful song. So one of the ways that you can start to automate your messaging is to understand what are the functions of each platform and each specific channel that you're using to communicate. Because if you understand the strategy behind why you're using Instagram or why you're using Facebook or what's happening on LinkedIn or what's happening on your podcast, then it means that you can start to think about, okay, what are those elements of that strategy that I can start to automate that will actually be in tune with the rest of the orchestra, right? So we want to make sure that whatever it is that you are creating or automating or focusing on actually is working together like a system, like a process versus being scattered. And this is one of the biggest gaps I think that I had in my business for the longest time because I would have different strategies for different things. I'd use Instagram as a testing ground for things and it wasn't really part of my main strategy, which meant that I was splitting my time and energy, which meant that I couldn't automate as much as I wanted to. That's a conscious choice that I was making, but it wasn't very, very effective. So if you are making that choice, be very clear with with yourself as to why you're choosing to not create that beautiful harmony and what's in it for you. And if you're not making that active choice consciously, then look at where is my strategy lacking and where do I need to really focus on tuning the message so that it's the same across all platforms. I don't want to go on Facebook and see, let's say, a... Uh, a running coach, right, on Facebook, and then I go onto Instagram and I see a a birthing coach, right, and it's the same person. Those two things don't align and that message isn't, you know, doesn't overlap. So don't be different people on different platforms. Make sure that all of your content and all of your ecosystem works together. One of the best ways to start to automate your messaging is by using funnels and by using systems to create consistency across the board. So one of the ways that I really like to do this is by having specific lead magnets around different angles of the message on different platforms. So for example, if I'm talking about um, lead generation or across all of the, the places, right, I might create different resources in different places that talk about the problem from different angles. So the theme and the message still remains the same, but the points of entry into the business are different, which means that I am able to engage my audiences on the different platforms in different ways based on where they're at in my journey. And again, like this is a higher level conversation in that it requires a little bit of tech savviness from you to set up those systems and processes. And the simplified way of doing that would be to have a lead magnet that links into all of the different, the theme that you're talking about, and you just point people to that one specific thing. That would be a simpler way of doing it. It's how I used to do it in my business. But as you grow and as you start to put your message on autopilot, you can start to experiment with different systems and different ways of delivering that message to different audiences. For example, people on the podcast generally listen to more long-form content, right? So your freebie or your lead magnet at the end of your podcast might be more long form and take shape in in this way. That's why you see a lot of people these days doing private podcasts, right? Because they know that their podcast listeners consume podcasts. So it makes sense for them to do launches as private podcasts, or it makes sense for them to do mini programs as podcasts, because they know that the majority of that audience consumes that content in that way. And therefore, that messaging can start to become, you know, more autopilot-y, but 
delivered in the right way for that audience. So I think there is a higher level conversation here around what are the platforms doing and how can you start to automate that message using different strategies for the specific platform that you're on. And this is where like real strategy and fun come to play because you can do different things on different levels for different members of your audience, which is really something that Casey and I are really obsessed with. The simplest way to start to do that is by creating a funnel, a system. And a funnel basically is just a step-by-step process that you take your customer through from becoming basically a cold audience member to a buyer. That's how I look at funnels. It's just a step-by-step process that gets people to say yes, and then you fulfill on whatever the promise is. One of the best ways to start to automate your message is to look at what is your customer journey in general and where is it that you can start to automate more of that process and are you delivering the right message at the right time at each step of the journey? For example, if someone is cold and doesn't know you, that's a different content process to someone who is hot and is making a decision to buy. Those are two different fundamental stages in your buyer journey. So understanding that your messaging is going to change as someone is taken through that ecosystem and understanding that you're going to need different tools in that process to make sure that you're communicating the right thing at the right time is really, really important to your success. Because if you're trying to convince a cold person to buy your product right this very second, they're obviously not going to say yes because they don't know, like, or trust you. Whereas if someone already knows, likes, and trusts you and you're helping them make that decision, that's a completely different message at a completely different stage of your funnel. So understand that your funnel and the reason why these things are are techy and can feel time-consuming and laborious usually is because it requires different messaging at different parts of the funnel and it requires different information and different content depending on when someone is, you know, in your journey. You can't just expect people to come stumble upon your one piece of content and be ready to purchase tomorrow. Yeah, it happens, but it doesn't happen all of the time and that's not a reliable way to build your business sustainably. So we're always available for those people who are like, oh, this is exactly what I've been, you know, looking for. Click buy. But more often than not, in order to automate your messaging, you have to be very, really, really strategic and sort of like a mastermind, right? One of my favorite Taylor Swift songs is like the I'm the mastermind. And that's how I look at funnel architecture is that you're masterminding and curating the process fully and understanding that your content is going to really change depending on where people are in your funnel. So that when you are creating that content on a weekly basis, I want you to think about where in the funnel is it going and what is it contributing to, right? Lots of the content that we create inside of the Mavens, for example, it's your like cold people content. So it's not necessarily the people who already know, like, and trust you versus a, a lot of the people in the Mavens use that time to create their warm people content inside of their email list, right? So it's it's different strokes for different folks and different messaging for different people in your audience at different times. And of course, you can go back through our podcast and listen to the different case studies that we've had on the pod over the last few months of different people who have used effective messaging, you know, fine tuning to build their audience and build their lists. And that is the power of having a potent and specific message that does start to grow that audience on autopilot 
that does start to bring the ideal people into the ecosystem because the messaging is right at every single stage of the funnel. And understanding that creating a brand message, creating an offer message, and then automating that message requires different stages of content and requires different stages of commitment from you. So if you're going to be creating content for different stages in your funnel, know that your tone and your message will change depending on where the people are at. And I think that that really is like the secret to success is understanding that people who are on Instagram are going to be different to the people on LinkedIn, are going to be different to the people who listen to the podcast. And therefore, copy and pasting the same content and trying to basically, you know, pollinate your message across the interwebs and hope for the best, hope that someone will bite isn't the best and effective use of your time. It's way more effective for you to pick one, two, three platforms and really go ham on fixing the strategy and making sure that the messaging is automated and sexy and able to exist outside of you doing more, more, more. Your content should be helping you sustain your systems, not build your systems for you all of the time. So um, I hope you loved this this episode. I hope you loved this little content and messaging mind flip because I think a lot of the time people assume that the content needs to build right the systems and actually it's the other way around your content should sustain your systems and enhance them and I think that once you figure that out your messaging and the outlining of what happens where in your funnel becomes so much easier so I hope you all loved this episode if you've got any questions reach out to me on Instagram you can find all my links down in the show notes but I hope you have an unforgettable week and I will speak to you on the next episode. Bye! Are you stuck in a loop of cookie-cutter content feeling like you can't find your voice or the confidence to show up authentically? Good news, Magnetic Mavens is here to help you be unforgettable. Our membership will get you to break free from the monotony of copycat content and find your unique power story. In this membership, you'll create a consistent writing habit to stay ahead of your content creation and take back control of your plan without any of the overwhelm. It's time to leave the bland and boring content behind and own your message with integrity and fun. Join the Magnetic Mavens today. Head to alisa-k.com forward slash magnetic to register right now.